Hey John, this is Danielle. I'm huge into creepypasta and I saw this one story based on a real life serial killer. I've often wondered how many of these stories are based on real things and this post caught my eye. Love you guys. Welcome to Talk Murder Me. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nikwees. I put all my photo sources, videos on talkmurder.com. This is episode 255. 255. We are talking about the yellow rain coat killer. Wow. Reminds me yellow right off the bat. Rain coat. Are we going killer. to Great How I Met Your Mother? Yes, but because of the umbrella. Yes. I started rewatching it. What's the most famous yellow raincoat that you guys can think of? Paddington Bear. Oh, I didn't think of that one. I was thinking Curious George. Oh. <gasps> both? Yeah, both. Man good. in the yellow hat. Yeah. Um, also uh yellow submarine. That what that's a submarine. What the fuck? It has to do with water. Trying to throw in the Beatles in there. What, and also, the Beatles are like not Nicole, that great. Like Nikwees said, uh, How I Met Your Mother with the yellow rain, uh, yeah. umbrella. That's what I first thought of. Tonight, we are going to... Great Britain. The UK. No, we are going over the pond, though. Scotland. No. We haven't done a Scottish murder, have we? I don't think so. We're going to... Seoul, Korea. Okay, so the other pond, then. Yes, across, <laughs> across the <laughs> pond, across the pond. <laughs> We're going to Seoul, Korea. Ooh. Korean food's pretty good. I like Korean food. And we're going to start by reading a creepy pasta. Oh. Creepy pasta. Have, have you gone to the uh, Korean barbecue place around here? Uh, 843? Yeah. I have been there once. I have yeah. not. Uh, I want to go there. Um, I think there's another there's another one that I want to try actually. Mama Kim's. Oh, downtown. Yeah, I heard they're really good. I really want to try Mama Kim. Okay, right, well, we have to like. I think they have scallion pancakes, and I'm all about that. I know you love yeah. your scallion pancakes. Oh, I love scallion pancakes. You know what's crazy? No one knows what the fuck you are talking about because they're not in fucking Charleston. So can <laughs> we please get on the story? Are. Holy shit! Are. Can we please do the story? Okay. Scallion pancakes are a northern thing. This is from the Let's Not Eat Meat. Let's not meet, I don't know, some subreddit or I'm whatever. I'm really excited for our pizza. This is the man in the yellow raincoat. This is by Well Balloon. Well Baboon. He spelled baboon wrong. Doesn't baboon? No, that's spelled right. Oh. Whale Baboon. This is by Well Baboon eight years ago. It's called The Man in the Yellow Raincoat. So this is a story that happened to my mom's friend in Korea about like 10 years ago. Every time I hear this story, I still get the chills. Wait, they wrote like... Yes. Oh yeah. my god. What the fuck? Are you serious? So this is like 18 years ago then, since the post was 8 years ago, and this was <laughs> 10 years ago. So like, I haven't like read this So like, uh, circa 2001-ish, 2002. I feel like you're a fucking idiot if you put the word like he's in there. Just, he's just typing, he's typing how he talks. Yeah, well that's or fucking she. stupid. And okay. I, I haven't I read this. I okay, let me, let me, let I me. just want to preface this, I haven't read this, this is... It's somewhat to do with the story, so I don't know if it's true. I don't even know what it's about. So just okay. So this Reddit post: Let's not meet the man in the yellow raincoat. 
My mom's friend lived in an apartment complex in Seoul. She was a stay-at-home mother with a young daughter, and her husband worked during the days. One day, she was coming home from running errands with her daughter and got onto the elevator in her building. When she got on, she noticed that there was a man wearing a cap and a yellow raincoat, and he kept his head low so she couldn't really see his face. She immediately felt really uneasy, and she made her daughter stand to her side furthest away from the man. What made her feel even more uncomfortable was that when she pressed the button for her floor, there was no other lit number. And on top of that, she noticed he was carrying something wrapped inside a newspaper close to his side. Things started to click in my mom's friend's head and she started to panic and decided to take out her cell phone and she pretended she was calling home to her husband, who was obviously really not at home and at work. She started saying things like, oh, I'm on the elevator and about to get off. Can you get the door for me? And making it seem like her husband was waiting at home. When the elevator did reach her floor, I think she lived on like the 12th floor or something, she got quickly off and grabbed her daughter and started to walk as fast as she could to her apartment. She noticed the man also got off on her floor and started following her down the hallway. When my mom's friend got to her door, she started to bang on it and shout, Hey, Yobo, husband, dear, I'm home. Please open the door. And kind of pretended like he was coming to answer the door. Upon seeing this, the man in the yellow raincoat started to walk away back towards the elevator. Wait, hold on. Let me see how long this shit is. That's long. Oh, wow. No, almost, almost done. done. Almost oh, done. not there. All right. Go ahead. When he seemed to be far away enough, my mom's friend quickly picked her daughter up and slid open her door's passcode thingy. This is usually how people get into their homes in Korea and started to frantically punch in her key code. But the problem was that the buttons would make sounds so that the man knew that no one was going to answer the door for her. And he turned around and started to run back towards her. My mom's friend at this point was practically screaming, and when she finally got her door to open, the first thing she did was throw her daughter in through the door. When she got in herself, she saw that the man was pretty much inches from the door, but she managed to shut it and lock it before he could wedge his hand or weapon into the door. Afterwards, looking through the door's peephole, she saw that the man was walking away back towards the elevator. Several months later, my mom's friend was watching the news and there was coverage on the capture of a serial killer named Yu Young Chul, who used to kill a lot of prostitutes. She told my mom that she could never forget the dread she felt when she saw the too familiar yellow raincoat and hat that he was wearing when he was apprehended. Okay, that's it. That, that wasn't as good as I thought it'd be. You know what? You know what? I know this is totally different, but you guys remember when we watched Parasite? Yes. It kind of reminds me of oh, that, yeah. even though it's totally different. Who writes like that? Oh, my God. People are so stupid. Who wants to read that They're shit? They're writing like they talk. It's fine. That's not fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I text like that sometimes, like? I guess. You put like in there? That's how you describe shit? It's conversational. It's a metaphor. Using like or as. It's a metaphor. It's conversational. Okay. S- stupid. Tonight we're going to Kra. Kra? Kra? Tonight we're going to Kra. Korea.
Korea. Tonight we're going to Korea. 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 We have not done a Korean story. We have not. I'm assuming this is South Korea. Correct. Well, how do you know that? Oh, because it's Seoul. Seoul's in South Korea. Yeah. All right. So today we're talking about the serial killer Yu Young-cho. Yu Young-tae. And this is him right here. If you want to describe this guy, Nikoi's. I mean, the photo you're showing here, he looks like a a young, attractive, like attractive businessman. What yeah. the fuck? That's fucked up. What do Why? you mean? You just call that guy attractive? Well, it doesn't mean that she's necessarily attracted to him. It just means that he's not like yeah. unattractive. Yeah. Like he like has you would not have expected this guy to be a serial killer off if you're walking off the street. All right, so this is the raincoat killer. There's not a lot of information on this case, I'm going to say right now, but I think I pulled as much as I can from it. He's convicted of killing 21 victims from September 2003 to July 2004. If he wasn't caught, he would have, quote, murdered over 100 more victims, end quote. Wow. So, so let's That's talk. That's per his interview? Yeah. September 14th, 2003, he killed his first victim. Victims. He broke into an elderly couple's home, a 72-year-old and a 67-year-old, using a homemade... Is that a sledgehammer? Th- yeah, uh, kind of. It's a homemade hammer. So... He made this himself. Wow. wow. It looks pretty, pretty brutal. <laughs> I'd say. Like Thor's hammer. Yeah. So this guy's name is Yu Young Chol. Yu Young Tai. He is a Korean man who was convicted of killing 21 people. You can split his victims in half by demographic. They're completely on the, they're completely different from each other. Half of the people he killed were elderly. Okay. And rich. The other half were masseuses. Like oh. for massage parlors. Right. <laughs> like happy ending massage parlors? Yeah, yeah. Like those happy ending massage parlors. Oh, wow. So to kill any, it is literally split down the middle. He killed elderly and he killed masseuses. That's it's, a very strange demographic. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why he chose both of those in a second. But his first kill was on September 24th, 2003. He broke into an elderly couple's home. Laid, and I, I'm going to put the translations in there with this tool I have. Gotcha. But he used a homemade hammer, which you're seeing right there. I put that on talkmore.com. And he bludgeoned this elderly man and his wife to death. A 72-year-old and a 67-year-old. He bludgeons to death with a hammer. And this is in 2003. This is in a wealthy community. If you see this photo right here, this is an illustration of how he would enter the home. So you see him climbing up a privacy gate there. So I'm going to talk about the wealthy killings first, but this is supposedly him, how he would climb up the the privacy fences in these wealthy communities. And he broke in to these wealthy homes and he killed these elderly people. Now the police automatically 
thought, because this was a big thing, you're killing rich people. You just don't Uh do that. They're going to find out who did this. They thought it was obviously burglary, right? He stole a bunch of shit. Got to be a reason for it. Nothing was nothing was missing in hmm. the home. Didn't steal cash, loose cash, diamonds, nothing. He didn't take anything. So there's got to be a different reason for him doing that. Easy. The fact <clears throat> that they would be easy targets? Wouldn't it fight him off, maybe? In fact, on one of the, one of the victims that he killed, he was talking to this elderly lady right before he bludgeoned her to death. And he says, wait, you really think this is about money? Because she was trying to say, you know, take what you want. And then he, boom, hit her with a hammer. Hmm. Now, there's a reason he's doing this. But moving on. October 9th, 2003 is his next kill. So right after using the same homemade hammer that is right there, I'll put on talkmore.com. He kills an 85-year-old. He breaks into the home of this 85-year-old in this wealthy soul community, kills an 85-year-old, and also his daughter and grandson, just because they were in the house. Ah, That's terrible. A few days later, he kills a 60-year-old by climbing over and jumping in her house. You guys are like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's just so strange. Yeah. He's not taking anything. So why go after this demographic? Yeah. He's not assaulting them. Well, I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. All of the killings we're going to talk about from the masseuses to the elderly individuals, he always wears a yellow raincoat. And that's because that's all we own. But if you ever seen the movie American Psycho, when... <laughs> uh, when... Uh, yeah. When, what's his name? When Patrick Bateman is about to kill, what's his name in the movie? In I the can't movie? remember in the movie. Um, Jared Leto's character, right? Um, I can't remember his name. When he's in the apartment and he puts the yeah. clear jacket on. He's listening on. to Huey Lewis yeah. in the news. <laughs> That's one part I did see. You <laughs> didn't fall asleep to that one. Their, their first album... <laughs> I remember he was like explaining it and he goes yeah. like, oh, yeah, man, you have a, you have a dog or something, man. <laughs> hey, Albert, yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the plate? Do you, you have a dog, a little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. So he wears this yellow raincoat and that's so he doesn't get blood all over himself because he's literally that hammer, that same hammer you're seeing right there, mm-hmm. which is red, but painted red. Yeah. I, I feel like they cleaned it. The rain. I feel like they cleaned it. I don't think they're supposed to clean it. We wouldn't clean it over here. We would just leave the blood on it. Yeah. Oh. But that ha- that looks like a mini sledger. It does. Yeah. That looks like something you would hammer down a railroad spike. It looks like something you'd buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. I didn't, I didn't, when you said that was homemade, I was like, wow, that's well made. So this hammer right here, think about that bitch hitting your 80-year-old temple. Yeah. Yeah, and blood everywhere. So in this home, in these wealthy homes, I mean, he is just bludgeoning these people to death. I mean, he's hitting them over and over and over and over. I mean, the autopsy, the autopsy yeah. is not available for any of these murders, but the way they were talking about in the papers, this guy was just on a rampage. 
he was just over and over like so he uh, was bludgeoning like not just to death but to smithereens yeah pretty much he is known as the deadliest serial killer in all of korea ever and in fact there hasn't been a single person put to death and he is still on death row now as we'll talk about but there has not been a single person put to death since 1997 they have been in talks for years about abolishing the death penalty forever. They thought it was inhumane. Okay. They were making their decision by like the end of 2003. Mm-hmm. And it was most likely unanimously going to be no more death penalty is too inhumane. Well, this guy comes out and just starts murdering people with his homemade hammer, the sledger, and that shit's out the window, okay? Mm. Because there's no way. They, they have to keep the death penalty on now because this shit's just too gruesome. Wow. So they're, they're, it's just for this guy. Exactly, right. but they're going to keep it. So this is from one of the, uh, the newspapers that I pulled this from. The Seoul Central District Court said, quote, murders of as many as 20 people are unprecedented in the nation and very... And a very serious crime. The death penalty is inevitable for you in light of this enormous pains inflicted on the families concerned and the entire society. So they were literally saying that it was inhumane to do the death penalty. And then this dude was caught after he bludgeoned 21 people to death with a hammer. And some of these are pretty bad. I'm going to talk about them here in a second. I'm going to talk about his background, his MO, and then we're going to jump right into the Killing prostitutes or masseuses. I couldn't tell, honestly, if those were the happy ending massages or not. Honestly, I want to say they are because, because you know, that's my personality. 21 murders from September 2003 to July 2004. So not even a, an entire 12 month time span, but that's when he killed 21 people. He said he would have had killed a hundred more victims if he could. Before he even began killing, he tested his weapons because that wasn't the first weapon he had. That's the one he ended up using, but he used other things like knives. He was trying to find his, you know, what fit him best. Like what weapon would he like to take with him? A knife or a sword or a homemade hammer. He would test them out on dogs and he killed plenty of dogs until he finally figured out that he wanted to use his homemade hammer. Yu was born on April 18, 1970, in an extremely poor village called Waha. Waha. It's in the Chahola province. His father was a veteran that fought in the war, was completely disabled, mm. got a huge bonus, but threw it all away because he had a gambling problem. Ooh. The whole family lived in abject poverty. They were extremely poor. The motivation behind killing all those wealthy elderly people is because he himself grew up completely poor. Oh. Completely poor. And he didn't want to steal their money. He just wanted to kill them because he was just Jealous. bitter about that. So their age really had nothing to do with it. It was really just their wealth. It was their wealth. Yeah, he didn't care about the age. He Got didn't it. care about the money. He didn't rape these these women or whatever. He just wanted, he just hated he fucking rich people mm. because so he grew up so fucking poor. Wherever he could get the money, he would get it from. I mean, he had a real job. But he wasn't stealing anything from these people. No. So. 
Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't stealing anything, and he had as much time as he wanted in these homes. I mean, these homes are huge. No one hmm. is going to know he's there. So he was like walking around. Yeah, he walking around, taking a shower, making a sandwich. Taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Taking his time. When he was a baby, his mom tried many times to have an abortion, but from what I saw, she she obviously she didn't have the abortion. I don't know if she could afford it or what, wow. but she wanted to have an abortion really bad. Right off the bat, you is completely unwanted. That's sad. She yeah. gave birth to him and left you and his three older siblings with her mom, so his grandmother. And then she bolts. He never sees her or his father again. He grew up with extremely low self-esteem. He was unwanted. He was extremely poor. And I saw this in there like it matters. He was colorblind. (laughs) I don't know why that matters. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I mean, it's something just to add on top of everything else, I guess. However, he was a really good student Despite the constant bullying of being poor, he enjoyed art, guitar, painting, singing, and dancing. And he was he was really talented at all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, this is just Creative. stuff I, I found in the uh, newspapers. Before he got out of high school, he started a life of crime. And I'm going to kind of run through the timeline of his life of crime because two women actually left him because they found out that he had such a long rap sheet. Ah. In 1988, he was arrested for theft. And then 1991, another theft. Most of the charges he was convicted with are theft-related until he started murdering people. 1998 was his first charge as theft. 1991, theft. 1993, theft. And some of these he sentenced to months in prison Once a 10-month stint, another an eight-month stint. 1994, his first son was born. He had married his girlfriend at the time. 1998, he's in trouble again. Two years in prison for theft, forgery, and identity theft. In 2000, I don't know what happened exactly, but his motivations changed, and he's not just stealing anymore. He's now doing sexual crimes. It's just completely random. He is sentenced to three years and six months for raping a woman, and she was a a 15-year-old. Okay, he was married at the time in 1993, and in the year 2000, he was sentenced to prison for rape. His wife divorces him right when he's sentenced to prison. He's released from prison in 2003, and that's when the killings start. Hmm. So he is really bitter about his wife leaving him. That is one of the big reasons that... He starts killing. And not only that, but what do you what would you guess his wife's employment was? What do you think she did for a living? A massage therapist. There you go. She was a massage therapist. He's released from prison in September 11, 2003. He kills his first victim on September 24th. Wow. Which is 13 days later. Wow. That's when he kills his first victim. Now, the whole time he was in prison, he's really bitter about his wife leaving him. For that rape charge. In 2004, he's caught, sentenced to death, and he currently, right now, he's still on death row. Oh. Um, let me let me talk about the masseuses right quick. 
So that wasn't a very long time that he was no. killing. That's like less than a year or about a year. Oh, yeah. No, less than a year. Yeah. Eight months. Okay. The motivation for this guy's killing, he had planned all of these crimes while serving time in the prison. Remember, he, he was in prison. His wife divorced him. He was in prison for three years and six months. During that time, he was reading newspapers. He's getting better. He starts to plan these crimes. I'm going to go kill a bunch of freaking wealthy people. And then after that, I'm going to kill a bunch of massage therapists. That's what he planned. I mean, obviously, he didn't tell the parole board this, but. And he knew he was like going to change his like target group. I'll get you know to that. I mean? Yeah, no, I don't know. I'll get to that in a second. But initially, he wanted to just kill wealthy people. He read a report while he was serving time from another serial killer. I don't know what's going on in Korea, but this guy's name is Jiang Duyong. He was in Busan. He murdered nine wealthy people from 1999 to 2000. So just a few years before, this guy killed nine wealthy people. Just because. Mm. And it's the same M.O. So this guy, you, was a copycat killer of this man who killed a few years before. Just killing a bunch of wealthy people. Mm. Crazy. And this uh, comes from one of the sources that I pulled this from. Quote, when he was young, there was a wealthy house near his home and he longed for it. But he felt discouraged due to his family and economic environment, and those feelings transformed into hostility against the rich. You murdered women because of his lover betraying him. He killed women who had similar jobs to his ex No, this is split, so uh, let me kind of mm-hmm. break that down again. Transformed into hostility against the rich. That was the one elderly people. Then it continues. You murdered women because of his lover betraying him, basically his wife divorcing him, and he killed women who had similar jobs to his ex-lover out of retaliatory spirit. So that is from the, that's basically his motivation with this guy. The M.O., the hammer, homemade hammer, bludgeon to the head. I'll put that photo on talkmore.com. That thing is brutal looking, man. Yeah. Brutal looking. Yeah. So he would make all the wealthy crimes appear to be robbery homicides, but honestly, they they saw money laying around in diamonds. They knew immediately it wasn't a robbery case. And this is from Hu John Young, which is the head of the Seoul Metropolitan Police. He says, Mr. Yu thought that the reason he lived a miserable life was because of the rich. After divorcing his wife, who was a masseuse, he shifted targets to women who had the same job. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's the same kind of the same thing I just said. Mm -hmm. He has strong hatred towards wealthy people, women and society. The same guy says he is mentally unstable. All right, moving on. Let's talk about these masseuses right quick. The killing of the masseuses is completely insane. He is killing wealthy people. I don't know if they would have caught him or they would have caught him eventually, but he would have killed a lot more. The masseuses are a different story, though, because he had to meet the masseuses somehow. And here's how he would do it. He would call this massage parlor and it was the same freaking massage parlor that he did this at least nine times. He would book an appointment at his own apartment. 
the masseuse would come up to his own apartment. So there is a paper trail that, okay, Ah. you know, she's going to this apartment. She would get up there and then that's when he would strike. He claims that the reason he killed the masseuses was because he wanted to, quote, punish dirty women. And the first one was March 16th, 2004. The masseuse's name was Kwan Jin Hee. She's a 23-year-old. She came to his apartment, and this is from one of the sources. Quote, he killed her with a hammer, chopped the body into pieces, and dumped it on a deserted trail near Sogon University. Now, eventually, after he's caught, he would take the investigators to a mountain temple in Seoul where they unearthed 11 masseuses. So in total, 11 masseuses. Wow. And then the remaining victors were the elderly, which they were kept in the home. The masseuses were more brutally punished because they were also cut up after death. They they were raped and then cut up. So so these ones were sexual crimes. Yeah, it seems like maybe they were more reminiscent to him of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And her leaving him than the elderly people were just, you know, having the wealth that he was so I, desperate for. I don't know if the masseuses were having sex with him willingly. I don't know. I couldn't figure that out. It seems like if a mm. masseuse is going to come to your house, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking like with a westernized mind, but. I it, mean, it does. It does happen. Like you can go to a person's home or they come to your, you know. Well, this is from the BBC. Investigators believe you lured female victims to his room and bludgeoned them to death with a hammer after having sex with them. He then allegedly used axes, knives, and scissors to cut them into pieces. Oh, no. What are you going to cut with the scissors? Like the fingers? Oh, Uh -uh. Like the carrots? I knew you were going to do that. I knew. I knew you were going to talk about baby carrots. Oh, stop. Uh, I can't eat those carrots. I can't. There was also a few random killings, which were completely... Like, well, random, obviously. One was a 47-year-old male who was a flower salesman. He was apparently, he had some words with this guy and killed this flower florist. Wow. For no fucking reason. <laughs> wow. Just completely How random. crazy. One of the big reasons for him killing these masseuses was, I don't know if anyone remembers this, I, I don't remember this, but apparently this was a big thing. Maybe if you tune into the uh, news from other, you know, maybe if you tune into the world news, you would have known, you would have seen this. But in 2004, there were mass protests for women's human rights in Korea. So women were marching the street, and apparently this was a big, big thing. In 2004, it was almost like I would imagine kind of like the Me Too here, but more protest. Not only that, they were even protesting for the rights of the prostitutes over there. Like they have rights to their women, you know, women unite, stuff like that. That and this is the time he started killing that angered him to a point that he just could not control himself anymore. 
And that was one of the reasons he decided to ramp it up. And he did ramp it up because these women were coming over literally every day. This is from one of the sources here. It says... To hide the crimes, he cut up the masseuses' bodies, stuffed them into plastic bags, and buried them in several locations in the mountains around the city. He tore off the victims' fingertips so there would be no prints to identify them. There's not much on this case, but I'm kind of giving you everything there is. In total, he is charged with 11 counts that they caught him for of killing elderly people and women, arson, and corpse abandonment. The psychiatrists think that he has slight antisocial disorder, but he's not mentally ill. He knew what he was doing and he planned it out. Uh, another thing about this is he, and this is like a fucking Asia thing. I, I see it in every one of these Asian, Asian type of stories. They always try the fucking meat, right? Mm. So he actually made a statement to the 3rd Criminal Division of Seoul District Public Prosecutor's Office that, and this is the quote, You testified that in order to cleanse his spirit, he ate some of the internal organs from the bodies. <laughs> this is an Asian thing. <laughs> this is like some Jew on grudge type of shit. You testified that in order to cleanse his spirit, he ate some of the internal organs from the bodies of four of his victims. <laughs> so they always just want to try the fucking meat. I don't understand. Man. I don't understand that why that would be appetizing. That wouldn't make me feel like I cleanse my spirit. I don't, I mean, I, I obviously they're coming from a different state of mind than I am, but I don't see how In that. In so many ways. I don't see how that would make me feel better about it. Nope. Nope. He confessed to killing 26 people, and that's how much they think he's killed all in all. Um, at least 21, but 26 is what he wow. says. They couldn't find the other bodies, apparently. The day after he was arrested, he faked an epileptic seizure, which he does have epileptic seizures, but he was faking it this time. The police loosened his restraints, and he fled. But however, he was caught 12 hours later. So that, I mean, honestly, for a story like this, that's all that's available and, you know, that I can pull that's not, you know what I'm saying? So he's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, he's on death row since. And he's the, the only person on death row. I don't know. In if, Korea or something I don't know like if that. they brought it back completely or not, but I, I saw that in 2003, there were a lot of articles about spending all this money and getting all this community support and like changing the laws so it was no death row and people were so excited about it and then like a month later after they've been doing this shit for years putting together all the law paper and shit like that putting together all the law forms like a month later this guy like kills like 21 people with a hammer like in a brutal way and they're like well <laughs> for this guy so, honestly, I really believe they're just more mad at this guy. There's some other random killings he did, too. Like, for instance, he confessed to killing a street vendor, just mm. one of those vendors selling churros or whatever, by, quote, slashing the man's wrist. Mm. Oh, wow. Another random killing, like, during the time, I guess he was just bloodthirsty. Another random killing, a woman was getting out of a taxi, and he just runs up there and just slits her with a knife <laughs> oh my Jesus god Christ. 
that gives more credence to the story you read about uh, the the raincoat on uh, Reddit, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I'm not saying that's a true story. That what you read is a, a really popular story for that type of a horror niche or whatever. So it, it may not be true. It may not be true, but there's YouTube videos of that. Not of him, but, you know, people make it about the creepy pastas and... The yellow coat killer. Yeah, but that is apparently it might have been him because there are random killings. Mm. He also killed two professors. Oh. You know, I mean, there there were a couple random just like, what the fuck, why type of killings. But other than that, he was, you know, he was jobless when he was arrested and... That's it, man. I mean, he's just a fucking psychopath, I guess. Shit, I don't know. Crazy. That's wild. But I don't, I mean, that's all the information I pulled on. There's really not a lot, but this guy's still on death row, apparently, until they figure out what to do with him. Yeah. I guess life in prison otherwise. I will tell you, I saw a lot where he has been doing all kinds of stuff to not attend court. He has been... He's tried to kill himself multiple times. He has banned himself going to court. So basically when they... How do you ban yourself from going to court? Well, like you would... um, I don't know. I guess dead weight. I don't know. He he would... Like, for instance, he said... <laughs> like dr- have him like, be forced to be drugged yeah, to court? Yeah, know? and then he would disrupt court. Oh, so they would boy. kick him out. He would just, you know, be a, a mess in court. Oh, boy. And then not only that, like he did a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A food fast mm-hmm. where you don't eat? Yeah. What do you call them? Fast. No. Hunger strike. Hunger strike. He did a hunger strike. I will say one thing that I did find kind of humorous, if you will, is the masseuses all came from one place. Where? Well, the whatever massage bar this was. Oh. And the reason he was actually caught is because the massage owner, the shop owner, was tired of losing all his employees. You know, it'd be like... I mean, (laughs) well, duh. He lost 11 of his employees, like, within... And he was finally like, all right, where are these guys going to? Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is some of my best ones, you know? And now there's not... That's what it took. I know, but so he basically... The guy reversed the uh, phone calls and, you know, it rang at his apartment. The police traced the call and then that's when they got him. Wow. So and there was a lot of evidence in there. The whole apartment was bloodied. I think there's a I have some pictures. I'll show you what the apartment looks like. Oh, yeah. Real quick. This is a, uh, a fake police badge that he used. He got this made. So, for instance, that woman coming out of the taxi. He would flash this in front of her face and then just slit her throat. Oh. I mean, like, why you would even need that is beyond me. That's him getting arrested. Let's see. This is his apartment right here. You know, just a regular apartment. Tiny. Yeah, it was really tiny. He killed 11 masseuses right here in this apartment. And he would cut them up here, too, using scissors. He would use scissors to cut these prostitutes up. Oh, Fucking wow. crazy. I shouldn't say prostitutes. I don't mean prostitutes because they might not be, guys. I didn't mean that that way. This is one of the bodies from the elderly, or the, uh, this is one of the masseuse bodies getting drug out. This is actually looks like a full body. 
to yeah. me, but I mean, you can't tell it's in a tarp potty, perhaps. Yeah. And this is, I'll They're put searching. all these photos on talkmore.com. This one, you can kind of see a head here. Yeah. This is the head uh, and shoulders. So this is a, a, a trash bag. So he would obviously put the victim in a trash bag and that looks like a head to me. It does. Yeah. So if you want to see that, go to talkmore.com. Ooh, that's like really creepy looking. I know, man. That's really I'm put that upper as your, body. Yeah. I'm going to put that as your background on your computer. Stop it. Look, I think that is a head. It is. 100%. Can you yeah. just imagine if it just like. <sighs> no. Stop it. Oh, my God. Oh, look at the freaking shovel. Is that blood? Or no, is that paint? No, that's. that's oh, I was about to say. There's like blood all over the shovel. But yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. So that's him right here. So he <laughs> wearing a yellow raincoat. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think they did that on purpose. I, no, I don't know no. why they did that or not. It's probably just it's to protect him, I guess. But that's him. So he came and showed him where the bodies were. You know, look, he's getting held. His arms are held. These it guys are looking so in deep. shock. This guy is like, damn, I wonder what's for dinner tonight. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> that's terrible. Grimaldi's cheese or pepperoni? Oh, my God. They're both so good. <laughs> <laughs> Tiramisu or cannoli? I bet, when he saw this, cannoli. I bet when this guy saw the picture, he's like, God damn it. What the fuck was I even looking at? <laughs> like a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that's the story of Yu Young Chu. Um, the, the only thing that really interests us Americans about this story is obviously the creepypasta shit that goes with it. So, but that's why. People search for it here in America. Over in Korea, I guess it's pretty big. I so, bet. Yeah. You know, 26 people or something like that. So I don't know. I hope you guys liked it. Not much on that story. No one else is going to pull any more than I did because there's literally hardly nothing, you know. And I, I had to translate a lot of this shit. So it was great. Yes. It was thank in you, some John. kind of weird Japanese. Korean. Korean. <laughs> <Shit>. Korean. <laughs> From the soul. Anyway, I hope you guys liked that. It was a little short. I know these Thursday episodes are pretty short. Uh, one oh. quick plug right quick. Our new podcast, What Happened To, go subscribe to that. We're doing a giveaway, talkocast.com slash win. We'll put the, the link there in the show notes section below. You can win a mystery box with $300 of cool stuff inside. And you got a pretty good chance of winning that. So make sure you go enter that. And that's all I got for this week. I'll see you guys next week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I release these at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to support us, talk if you want to support us, talkmore.com slash join. We do live shows every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to join that for next week, go ahead and that's, that'd be great. That's great. All right. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.